We are back and better than ever to coin a previous Mike and Mike yes. phrase there. And we, are, I, I don't know if it's, you would think this, confer this conference is being hosted in Maryland because we have even more <laughs> Maryland representation yep. going on today. We are being joined by Kenidra Tucker and Jody Duff of Maryland. We're from Howard County, Maryland. Howard County. Yeah, we teach in, well, I teach in Columbia. Jody teaches in Fulton. Okay. For those geographically challenged like myself, how close is that to Baltimore? It's about uh, half hour, yeah, south or so. So essentially, you're in Baltimore. We're in Baltimore. <laughs> We're in Baltimore. <laughs> um, we are having an awesome time in the exhibit hall. Open Music City, hashtag Shape Nashville, rock and roll with some fantastic people. Ladies, tell us what has been the high point of the week so far for you. Definitely the networking and meeting people who you only know from Twitter. Like, I met you on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. And then, like, you know, we follow each other on Facebook. But then you come together and you feel like you've known each other right. for so long. And that's the power of networking and teaching. Um, Stephen Ritz's presentation was awesome. Like, I want to go back and talk to my principal and say, okay, we got to get the garden going. Absolutely. So that was excellent. And then we did the phys ed talks yesterday, which I was a part of. And then just hearing people's inspirational stories about what they've been doing and just being able to connect with them, like the whole burnout thing that Naomi shared. I was like, I was there. And so that has been great, too. Now, unfortunately, I had a session the same time right. as the phys ed talk. Right. I, I mentioned before, I tried sneaking out during the bathroom break to get into the phys ed talk session. Um, can you give us a little snippet, a little synopsis of, of what, what, what I missed from not being there? Well, Andy, I want to make sure I get my Andys right. <laughs> Andy M. Andy Milne. Milne. Yep. He shared um, his like global educator journey. Like I had no idea he had been all over the world teaching. That was awesome. He talked about the power of connection and um, how he fell in love and how that brought him to the States. And then Naomi Hartle talked about burnout and how you have to take care of yourself and balance everything out. Um, and Mel not Melanie. I want to say her name was Melanie, but I'm not sure. But she talked about dance and, and play and making dance accessible for your students. I talked about equity and cultural responsiveness and making sure that we make opportunities for all our students, regardless of color and ability, how important that is. And then my favorite was Andy Horn and the rap. Yes. He was awesome. Like, I was dancing, I was bopping along and everything, <laughs> so I really enjoyed him talking about health and how you can wrap it out and how kids can really get engaged with that. So it was fun. So cool to have again all the all the Twitter yep. all stars and the, the PE just absolute superstars from across the country all in one room sharing all this brilliance. Jody, what's been your highlight so far? Uh, I really like the diversity of the sessions. Mm -hmm. So I was able to go to a session this morning, which was a policy procedure on working with students who are trans, which is really cool because it's something that I um, present on outside back in Maryland and I work on it, but you don't hear much, you right. know, and you get a couple kids. And it was a you know good 50 some people in this session at eight o'clock in the morning, first thing, and people came and people listened. So seeing like these different newer topics kind of coming out and getting traction. Uh, it's pretty cool to me. The networking, meeting people, like you said. I mean, I just got to meet Lauren Lieberman, who's pretty cool in the APE world. So I was like, nice to talk to you. Um, so getting the chance to meet different people and putting faces, you know, and actual like bodies with the names that you hear, for sure, um, and kind of network out. But I really like the diversity in some of the the sessions. When I was planning my little phys ed freakout videos that I was posting leading up to the conference, one thing I noticed when going through the the, the agenda was that all of a sudden we're seeing mm -hmm. sessions for students who are trans, yep. uh, LG, L LGBTQ, L yeah. I get my letters confused yeah. all the time. Yeah. But seeing yeah. more sessions for Absolutely. all types of inclusion, not just students right. with disabilities right. or 
but like we're, we're literally including all absolutely students I think that's now. what we should be doing for sure I think that's what we should yeah. be doing and expanding the like definition of diversity right you know right. we're taking it beyond just what our typical mind right. thinks when you think about schools that are in more diverse areas right you start thinking a very different view as opposed to all the individual kids that you know make up diversity and I feel like as a society this is still a relatively new issue that a lot of people either might not be comfortable with or want to know more about but just honestly because of their own upbringing right. just don't know enough about right. so why not right. come to a session and session? I think that's the important part like even yesterday I was saying we are like social media boxer Twitter you create a safe space if you have a question ask the question don't just go through your day not knowing because your kids are your kids they're going to come to you with all kinds of things and it's up to you to be prepared right so creating those opportunities where people can have these conversations and not feel like, oh, I don't know how to do that, or I don't know what to say, or I'm uncomfortable. No, there's really now, to me, there's no reason for you to be uncomfortable because you have so many people saying, hey, let's talk about this, and let's get you comfortable. But that was what was really cool. So it started off as like a policy procedure, then someone asked a question, because you know, people are really worried about locker rooms. Locker yep. rooms are just, they terrify everyone. So we started talking, and I, you know, of course, have to open my mouth, and I was like, so I get a lot of backlash for this. But if you got rid of mandatory changing in phys ed, you would solve so many problems. Not just with gender, but with bullying, with safety, with just body so. image. with um, <laughs> And, and it, it blows my mind. And all of a sudden, people go, oh, I never thought about that. But you're right. Why did we do it? And I go, because we always have. And that's yeah. it. And we've got to stop that. Exactly it. I, I don't understand this purpose. If you want to let kids have the opportunity to change if they feel they need to, and most of the time I get back two responses why why people still change. Is it's, well, it's like a team, you know, it's a team, and we want to be together. Well, we aren't coaches. So I always have that when they kind of look at me like that. And then I get, well, hygiene, you know, they're sweating. And I'm like, so they put a dirty uniform back in a locker and don't wash it for a year? Like, that is not hygienic by any stretch of the imagination. So it's really kind of interesting because all of a sudden I have people stopping me after and they're like, hey, can you tell me more about this, like, idea? Like, how would it work? I was like, you just don't make kids change. You tell them where appropriate workout attire. And then you move on. And you move on. And, and if people want to, they can. <laughs> but that's it. Just like in every other class or in every other where what. You do, and it was like, it was weird to see like this reaction, people were like, huh. But you never would have that even without having the opportunity to talk right. about it. I don't know about you, Mike, I'm, I'm getting the sense that a future podcast episode yeah. <laughs> might be coming up, circling around Absolutely. this topic here. Because I mean, we could talk for hours oh, about this. Uh, the, the, the push that I've heard is that we're teaching kids the proper etiquette for going to a gym. You don't go to a gym in your jeans, you go in shorts, but I feel like that We can do that, though, without but a locker physical room. physical activity, right. if you're a lifelong learner, you can be physically active at any given time of the day. I mean, we talk to people who are in offices, and we say, while you're at your desk, do some squats. They don't go and change and come back. You know what I mean? So if you're talking about physical activity, and that's what we're teaching, right? How to be healthy and active over a lifetime and be physically literate. What does changing have to do with that? If I want to go outside and walk, I just go. I don't change. I don't worry about any of that. So the message we need to be teaching kids is what we do as adults and what preparing them for life. Changing has nothing to me. I mean, I, I've just switched from elementary to middle school. So the locker room has been an issue. And kids will say to me, do I have to change? I'm like, I'm not making you change. I'm more concerned about you being active for 50 minutes than I am about you putting on this and that. I'm not worried about that. So I think that it was it's a great conversation to have. Sure. Well, and you see kids then, they're getting lower grades. Sorry, lower grades because they're not changing. Right. Why? We don't know what they had. We don't know if it doesn't fit them anymore. Right. We don't know. I mean, there are so many different things. And you talk about, like, learning. You're putting responsibility. All right, so you have PE today. 
what kind of shoes do you need to wear to school that yeah. day? What kind of outfit do you need to wear? You might not be able to wear your, right. you know, so you're kind of throwing more of that um, right. and starting talking about that responsibility of knowing your schedule and knowing that. But yeah, kids are failing class because they don't wear the right shorts. I, I mean, what are we talking about giving points for the clothes that you have on? Right. Like, it's, it seems so backwards to me, but it's how we've always done it. Right, right. So we got to keep doing it. I was just going to say, what if I take the stairs instead of the Yep. Yeah. You got to put on your short shirt sweatpants yeah, before you yes. do that. So. <laughs> Breakaway uh, pants every time I go to a public place. Kenidra and I had a, a lovely conversation last night about the pros and cons of elementary school versus middle school. Oh, yeah, which, again, probably could be a whole separate podcast yeah. episode in and of itself. But to shift focus just slightly, we talked about the best sessions you've seen so far. What's one that you have coming up either today, tomorrow, or... Friday that you're really amped up for? Oh, man. There's one about getting a doctorate that I'm interested in. I, I am interested in getting my doctorate um, in school system leadership, so I'm interested in that. And there's another one. I think there's another transgender one coming up, and I'm interested in that one as well. And I'm trying to think. Oh, I want to go to some of the health ones, too, because I like to teach health next year. So I try to be as well-rounded as an educator as possible, so I want to shift from just teaching PE to teaching PE and health. I think Dr. Tucker has a very nice ring to it yes. in, the, in, the, in the not so distant future. What about um, you, Jody? There is one coming up in a couple hours today, which is accessing the curriculum for students with severe disabilities, which is what I do. Um, I work in a school that's ages 3 to 21 with low incidence disabilities. So I'm really excited to kind of go see, you know, what other people have in mind because, you know, I'm the 1% of the 1%. You know, it's, it's not just working APE. I mean, everybody's doing that, but then you take it to another little step. So I'm excited to kind of go see, and it's, it's Lauren Lieberman with a handful of other people doing it. So I'm super pumped for that. Um, there's a couple of those. Unfortunately, some of them back up, of course, with other things. Uh, Tim Davis is doing one tomorrow, but it's the same time as a breakfast. She's um, being modest. Jody has the Olympics. <laughs> tell, them, tell them the Olympics that you have at your school. You need to, like when we were talking last night about visiting other schools, I want to visit her school. She had... Um, um, I have a challenge day at my school, which is like my school's equivalent of a field day. Okay. Um, it's sponsored through the Special Olympics. It's a motor, an MATP day, a motor activities training program day. Uh, we were really lucky last year. Tim Shriver came out and spoke to our students and, did, um, and to our uh, staff. And if you don't know Tim Shriver, he's a Kennedy. And he yeah. looks just like a Kennedy. He talks just like a Kennedy. <laughs> and he is the CEO of uh, Special Olympics. His mother is Eunice Kennedy Shriver, who started the Special Olympics. So they were able to come out. And we do a huge, I mean, it's a full-blown event. The police come out and hand out medals to my students. They have, we have Honor Guard. We have you know, distinguished guests from all over the state come in. I have a couple out-of-state people coming in next year. Um, and it's just a fun day to kind of showcase that all students can. <laughs> Susanna Rocco Dillon just walked by Dr. Dillon. So, <laughs> um, so uh, just to kind of showcase what they can do, because um, I don't think we see quite enough of it. And so one of my biggest pushes has been trying to get my students out there and trying to help with um, people seeing all the possibilities and all the abilities. And when's Challenge Day scheduled for? June 1st. June 1st at Cedar Lane School. So yeah, anybody wants to come, and I'm going to put you to work. But yeah. you can yes. Those of you who are in driving distance of yeah. Fulton, 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 Maryland, Maryland. yeah. Fulton. Put June 1st on your schedule and day. let's make that happen. Yeah, I don't know you. if you were in, list, in, in earshot when Dr. Lieberman was here. She was actually my college advisor oh, as an undergrad. Okay. So you're in great hands if you go to that session yeah. today. You're obviously learning from one of the best. 
she she has contributed or completed all the universal design modifications in the open curriculum. Wow. She does her capabilities every yeah, year for supervisual impairments. Wow. She is the goods yeah, in, she's our, amazing. in our industry. That's why I was wow. like, I have to meet you. <laughs> um, I'm sure you probably have tons of sessions to get to, so I don't want to take up too much yeah. more of your time. Uh, thank you both for, no for for hanging out, for waiting in the booth with us. Yeah, and thank you. This is, this is great. Like, are you going to do this every year with the podcast? As long as, we don't, sure. as long as we don't blow it too bad this year, I'm sure no, they'll this back. this was awesome. <laughs> it was only awesome because you were here. Great. So. Yes, there we go. That's awesome. Thank you for inviting us. Jody, Dr. Tucker, thank you both for, yes. for your time, for your energy, for your passion. and just, Thanks for being leaders. We appreciate you. Thank Maybe you. future National Teacher of the Year? She know. is. Well, she's up. Come on, Jody. No, you're up for it. She was toy. Are we being bashful again, Jody? No, no seriously. She's here. There are really awesome people nominated this year, yeah. so it's an honor to be in this group of individuals um, that'll we get yeah. to have a nice dinner to, tonight, yep. tomorrow night, Friday. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. So She's already I'm happy. received an award, so yeah. she's, she's the goods, too. So. Well, thank you. Thank yes. you. She's definitely the good. Exciting to be, <laughs> yes. to be in the group of people. Well, fingers crossed. Yes. Congratulations yes. on the nomination. Thank you very much. And if and when you win, we'll have you back on again to chat about it. I'll yeah. come back. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much, Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all got to do this every year. All right, folks, I tell you, it's nonstop action and excitement in the U.S. Games booth here, the Open Forum podcast. Mike Miller and myself, we are rocking with the best. We are taking a little break from Team Maryland. For a little bit, I think we had four or five Maryland Marylandites, Marylandinians, folks from Maryland, and we are lucky and fortunate enough to be joined by the ultimate power couple of physical education. <laughs> oh boy, that's some pressure. Mark and Becky Fulmer of Illinois, Chicago, yeah. are joining us here, folks. I don't know who doesn't know who you two are, but for those of you, you who are listening who don't, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, I am a uh, uh, physical education teacher at the uh, middle school level, sixth through eighth grade, and uh, I, I teach, if, picture this in your mind, it's uh, right on the south south edge of uh, Chicago and the border of Indiana or Gary, so right in that little corner there, and I've been doing that for uh, 24 years now. Yeah. And uh, I'm an instructional coach. Uh, I've been doing that. I'm in my let's see, sixth year of being an instructional coach. And so I uh, support the teachers as part of my job. K through eight. Now, you two in your capacities come with a very, very different lens. So what's like your big picture goal? Like what are you trying to accomplish here at the conference this year? Oh, at, at specifically at the conference? Yeah. Well, truthfully, that probably rolls over into uh, the whole picture in our minds. And that is uh, because we're, I am really lucky to have Becky's uh, wisdom, knowledge, genius, whatever you want to call it, in the tech world. And I don't want people to... We, we know schools have devices. Um, a lot of the schools may have a couple of iPads that... that, that physical education classes have, but a lot of schools are going to the Chromebook. And I, my uh, thought process there is, I don't want physical education teachers to come up with an excuse not to use technology. And so tr through Becky's knowledge, great knowledge, we can start to incorporate that. Now, I don't want people to get the wrong impression that uh, I am replacing 
activity with technology. No, what I'm, what I'm trying to do is enhance the activity that we're doing with uh, technology. And if you think about it in a, uh, like an adult, you hook people in with various things. You know, you have what uh, the the apps that are the zombie run, whatever that one's called, and that's gotten a lot of adults to run. And then we had Pokemon Go, and we had a lot of people getting active because of that. Well, that's technology that has pushed people into living a, a more physically active life. So that's the, the the thought process behind the technology. Yeah, and it's really just about trying to help people leverage all the tools we have. It doesn't matter what it is, technology just happens to be one of the tools, but really taking advantage of what we have available. If we have, you know, great stuff available, boy, we really want to try to, you know, leverage that. And I, so, you know, your question was really, you know, what are we hoping to accomplish? You know, it's really just, uh, for us, we just really want to try to spread the word about some of these things and, uh, of course, network and, of course, you know, we're just learning and learning and learning and learning. I mean, yesterday's tech session that we were a small part of, I just was going around just picking up stuff, picking up stuff. I was a sponge because there's so much and I can't wait to take all of that and try to, you know, make that a little bit more accessible. Kind of like what Open's doing, really. You guys are trying to really make, you know, lessons and lesson planning's a lot more accessible. We always, you know, we always, make sure in our sessions that we say you guys have to look it open it's just an amazing resource and you know that's kind of what we're trying to do with our website is to try to you know make sure that people can find everything and that maybe we're sort of organizing it in one place so that people can get to it a little bit easier Romeo music is getting excited <laughs> Yeah, a lot, a lot of drum beats going on back there. Um, I have kind of a two-pronged approach that I want to tie both of your thoughts together. Mark and Becky were a huge instrumental portion of our Emerging Leaders workshop yesterday, which, again, if you don't know the Fulmers, Mark mentioned 24 years of experience. He has the energy of a 24-year-old. So it, it's inspiring to see people who have done so much but are still so hungry to learn, who still want to pick up as much wisdom instead of just saying, you know what, I've done enough. I want to kind of ride the wave here. Um, what gives you that drive to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not done learning. I, I, I want to keep getting better and growing instead of just kind of mailing it in. Yeah, I mean, how boring would that be? <laughs> I mean, no offense. That's I, I, no fun. Yeah, I mean, that that's... That's not something that uh, I could, I could, I just couldn't deal with that myself. Just uh, maybe, is that uh, a short attention span? I don't know what it is, but you have to keep changing things up. And the one thing that I, I am proud of is in a three year period of time, if you come through and you, you stay in our school for three years, you're going to experience something different every year. There's nothing that is repeated, uh, you know, a same unit year after year. No, it's, it's going to be different. Because I don't know what some of those students are gonna grow up and have interest in. And so I've gotta give them as much of a base as I possibly can so that when they become 40 and they decide to take up snow skiing, they have some kind of base that they can then go out and do that activity. So that's the only goal that I have. And, and then even the things that I do uh, over that three year cycle, I still have to tweak it because something new might be out there or, or I didn't like the way this went, so I'm going to fix it and tweak it and make it a little bit better. 
Yeah, and that like that concept is the the concept I think of an instructional coach. You you kind of want to work with your teachers in terms of starting to have that iterative mindset where you're not thinking here's a lesson and it's done you're thinking here's a lesson and this is my first go at it and how can i make it better if i do this i can do that you know i'm gonna if i tweak it this way i can make it better if i tweak it this way i can make it better and like a junior high teacher really has a great situation because even during the six periods that they might present something if they're they happen to be teaching say science and they're teaching the same thing all day long you know they actually can alter that lesson even period by period to make it better and better and better and better you know so that that iterative mindset is so important growth mindset you know realizing that you know nothing's ever in its final format and it makes you excited about teaching like with these you know the thing that I've enjoyed about being an instructional coach is the fact that when you get some teachers who have been stuck in a rut and haven't really been doing anything different and they try something different and the kids get so excited about it and the kids are engaged and they find out oh my gosh this really is great to try something new and different and exciting and you know that's that's a there's a big payoff there when you can just get people to see that you know doing something different is obviously for the kids but it's also for you professionally. This is how you are going to stay engaged in wanting to be in that classroom every day and, and you know, honestly not being able to wait to get there. <laughs> I, I have to jump in here. Did you hear iterative? Iter iterative? Iterative. Yes. Did you hear that big word? Absolutely. I can't even say that big word. And do you see where that is? I told you, she's just like brilliant. Full disclosure, I smiled and nodded and pretended I knew what the word meant. I figured she's on a roll, I'm just gonna let her keep going with this one. <laughs> um, Becky, as an instructional coach, one thing I think that you could speak on, and actually Mark spoke very eloquently about it yesterday, was the, the topic of advocacy and how a conference like this is great to gain perspective and awareness, but also to, to then go back to your, your school, your district, your state, and spread that word even more. How important is a conference like this to help us advocate, again, not just at your school level, but statewide, to help change some of the conditions that some of our teachers are experiencing? It, 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 first of all, the the what we want to try and do anyway, as far as advocating, is is get back to that grassroots level. We've got to, uh, and, and as we talked yesterday, and I fully admit it, you know, the, the the first thing that you always think about is, okay, I need to advocate to my administration and my school board, and we we at least I did. I kind of forgot the students, and wait a minute. Those are the, those future professionals that are going to take on the, the community roles, the school board members, future administration. We've got to make sure that they understand the importance of this, that there is a buy-in from them. And so from a conference standpoint, it's picking up all those little ideas. And sometimes they may not be in a session. Uh, and, and I don't want to take anything away from sessions. Sessions are fantastic, please understand that. But there is also some great value in uh, networking with people, whether you're walking through the hall or across the street from your hotel to the, the conference center. And you're or having a drink with them yeah. tonight, right. Right. tonight <laughs> in the socials. Very important. <laughs> but, yeah, and those things play a huge role. And to be able to have that face-to-face -face time uh, to be able to pick other people's brains and find out because not one and any one individual does not have all the answers. And we do so much better and greater things as a team 
and and that's just because everyone has that opportunity to voice opinions and share and it's just outstanding i i feel a little a little cheated almost i feel like we, we could have an hour-long if not a, a day-long <laughs> conversation with the the, the, the Anthony and Cleopatra, the, the, the Sonny and Cher, the Kim and Kanye of physical education, oh, if you will. I don't know if I went a little too far with that one, but. Uh, Becky, Mark, thank you so much oh, for thank carving you out so much time for your time. Us. And, and really, awesome. the, uh, the great program that Open's doing, you and I talked about it before. Honest God, people, if you have not gotten on Open, you have got to do that. You've got to get there and just open up those opportunities for yourself. Outstanding job, you guys. Thank you, thank both. You. Thanks for being thank you. Let's do this again sometime for yeah, sure. Yes, for sure. absolutely. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, guys. That's the, the the Fulmers, the again the the consummate power couple of physical education popping on the Open Forum podcast. Uh, if you get a chance, they're they're usually joined at the hip up and down the hallway. So they're a ridiculous pedal slam team as well. So if you get a chance to take them on, definitely look into it. All right, we are back in action again. The excitement and the buzz here in the exhibit hall at Shape Nashville is still going strong. We've got a, some kind of a drum sample that's happening intermittently that kind of rocks our audio a little bit. Romeo music. We have some, some impromptu open cheerleader demonstrations taking place. There's all sorts of noise and excitement. Uh, we want to keep that excitement rolling with two phenomenal guests who have a relatively exciting announcement to share with us. For the summer, we've got Mike Mooster and Daryl Salmi from Stillwater, Minnesota. Gentlemen, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Welcome to the show. All right. Well, uh, thanks for the introduction. We're excited to be here and to be able to share. Well, we're working with Open Phys Ed and US Games uh, to offer a professional development opportunity in the Midwest. Uh, the national conferences uh, are so awesome, but the reality is not everybody can get here. So our thought process is to team up with Open and offer the opportunity for teachers in the Midwest to get this type of opportunity in the summertime, right before school starts, August 6th and 7th in Stillwater, Minnesota, uh, Phys Ed Connections will have our first annual two-day professional development opportunity. That's huge. That is. And Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a uh, elementary fire teacher in Stillwater. It's my 27th year uh, teaching there. And kind of like Daryl said, we've had the opportunity to come to these events. And But I have so many friends and colleagues that teach back in Minnesota, Wisconsin, that have never been able to come here and have no idea what they're missing out on. And by doing Phys Ed Connections for the first time this year, uh, people are going to get a chance. Friends of mine are going to get a chance to experience what we've experienced for quite a while now. I can't, I can't stress enough what an awesome opportunity this is. Something that we talk, that Open preaches a lot is the fight for equity of access. And it's, it's amazing that you guys get to come and go to sessions and network. But again, what about the hundreds, if not thousands of teachers who want to be here and either can't get time off or can't afford it? So being able to provide that regionally and provide a, a, a very, very cost-effective <laughs> situation, it's just going to get more resources to more teachers which would then impact more students. How did you guys get involved with this? Like, what was the, the genesis of this project? Well, uh, it goes back to a few years ago. We were fortunate enough to get a PEP grant, uh, which are hard to get, sure. and they're not yeah. around. So we thought, okay, we need to take the, the experiences we've gained over time. Uh, that's where we connected with US Games and Open, and we realized, there's an opportunity here to share, to give back, to grow. 
Um, and it brought so much more relevancy and meaning to what we do as physical educators um, that we just felt like we need to find a way to bring this to others because we describe it at home and people weren't always sure like are they are they serious or or where are they going with this so the genesis was how do we do this i mean we we've been exposed to it we need to share this uh open opened our eyes <laughs> uh, unintended <laughs> yes exactly to, to the opportunity of giving back uh, in meaningful ways because in the end everybody wins and I know it's a little bit cliche but it is the truth it's all about the kids and that's the growth we see in kids um, through the leadership of open PE and that's what we want to model ourselves after in terms of being able to give back and grow our profession and grow the movement opportunities and learning opportunities for our kids. You know, and I, I could add to that uh, as far as how did all this get going. It happened with a conversation last year at in Boston that we should do something like this. We can. And then connecting with Tom Stringer uh, almost a year ago now, that was the initial, you know, that, that, that contact that said, yeah, you guys can do this and, and we will help you with this and get you going. So it's, I really credit Tom with helping to push this along. Yeah. yeah, anytime you get a whole large group of like-minded people in the same room and create that experience for them to network and talk and learn, right. you're almost always going to have a positive outcome. Yeah, and that's a big part of Phys Ed Connections in terms of we're a foundation. We started a foundation. We're not necessarily business people. We're, we're physical educators yeah. and health teachers. And uh, the reality is we wanted to find a way to bring this to everybody, to the Midwest, and also take any proceeds gained and give it right back to PE. So as a foundation, our goal is to raise awareness, to educate, uh, to provide opportunity, and to give it all right back to PE. So people will be able to reach out to Phys Ed Connections and get that opportunity to go out and, and, and help to support financially that special project. And that one thing we've been talking with a lot of our guests and even just casual conversations that is so great about these kind of conventions is not just the sessions that you can learn from, but the people that you meet. You never know when your paths might cross professionally down the road. I might be able to help you with something. You might be able to help me with something. And also, you don't know what you can get until you ask for it. Right. There's probably 49 other states that are like, oh, we can never do anything like that. Well, Minnesota took the charge, and all of a sudden we have a, a little mini conference coming up. We right? do, yeah. If there was someone who was interested, who was listening to this, who is interested in attending, what steps do they need to take to get involved in this, this project? Well, uh, get if you're on Twitter, stay on Twitter. We're going to be on there, and we are. Uh, we have a website, um, physedconnections.com. Uh, and that will lay out the conference for you, the dates, August 6th and 7th, uh, for two days. I know that we're really excited about Saturday happening, or Sunday, I should say, I apologize, but the Sunday prior to the conference, Open Phys Ed is gonna offer, um, prior to the conference, a free opportunity to come in and work with the expert trainers of Open Phys Ed uh, in the Midwest, in Minnesota. So we're excited uh, for that to happen as well, and that's a huge contribution to what we're doing, and it's, we're always seeing people pay it forward as you talk about the connections that we make, and that's a big part of our name, Phys Ed Connections. It's connections as to, you, as, as you just shared, we want to be able to connect with everybody and 
within our communities, locally, regionally, and, and beyond, quite honestly. And you're, you're helping us to be able to do that, and we're thankful. For those open folks who are listening, Aaron, Kurt, Nick, and company, I would love to go to Minnesota, especially <laughs> in August. To have you. Yes. <laughs> especially <laughs> in the summertime versus yeah. the wintertime. So if you need any help, yeah. I'm your man. Yeah, well, we're excited to learn from everybody. There are things that Mike and I have seen over the course of time, but we certainly don't know everything, and we're always learning from the open trainers as well. So whether you've been teaching for a year or you've been to, you've had the opportunity to experience open, whether it's through joining the movement online or being at a conference, um, you'll learn more. Every time we're with the open uh, trainers, we, we come out knowing more than we did before. That's awesome. So you mentioned physedconnections.com? Yes, physedconnections.com. Is the Twitter handle at physedconnections? Oh, yeah, at PE Connection. We uh, we had a little character limit there, so (laughs) unfortunately we couldn't use our name completely. But, yeah, at PE Connection would be our Twitter handle, yes. So, again, the the website is plural, multiple connections. The Twitter handle is singular, one connection, PE Connection. Definitely stay tuned to that. If you're anywhere near the Midwest, if you're in driving distance, if you're a short flight away, if you just want to see what still water looks like in the summertime, it's going to be a, a huge, huge event. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough again for, for being such leaders and blazing this trail to hopefully open up not just more opportunity and access for Minnesota and for the Midwest, but for other states to jump on board, other regions, and say, you know what, we can do this too, and, right. just, and just keep this ball rolling and keep the, the, the passion burning. Exactly. Absolutely. And thank you mo- mostly for few minutes of your time and yeah, being on yeah, today. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great to talk to you guys. Awesome.